Clearly mark the radio dial setting at MotorCityGaming.com. Do not use your phone. It must be reserved for vital emergency messages so that you can receive official news and civil defense instructions on the Conrad frequency used in your area. Your life may depend on this. The last line of defense in major gaming news. Gamezilla Alpha. Prepare to take shelter and obey instructions instantly. This is the underground resistance. Join the Alpha Force. This is the plan to help you and others who need you. A plan to live, to work, and fight as did your forefathers. Now, let's check the plan together step by step. Gamezilla Alpha. survived you have overcome all odds and if you are listening we need your help i'm jazzy and i'm grimlock and we are the alpha, alpha force. force Ooh! <laughs> if you can't tell every time <laughs> if you can't tell this is coming from not the studio so if the audio quality sounds a little funky we apologize we're on a snowball mic in a hotel room yeah. in boston we probably sound like <laughs> It's all good, though. Welcome to episode two. Dos. 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 Pilot. The, no. Oh, okay. Episode no. two. We'll just go with episode two. Two sounds good. Episode two of the GameZilla Alpha, brought to you by our supporters at Patreon. We love you. Every one of you guys. What is Patreon? It is where you can support podcasts like the GameZilla Alpha, the GameZilla Podcast, Legend of Retro, and everything else that MotorCityGaming.com is bringing you on a weekly basis. You go to the website. You search for GameZilla Podcast. There'll be a cool little screen on the right that shows you all of the cool perks that you can get for the different dollar donations that you would like to donate to us. So maybe you could get, you know, that thank you letter that has been written from our our souls, our hearts, our... And our keyboards. And... Ah, yeah, keyboards. <laughs> uh, you know, then, then there's some where I you see get early access. You can go something else, <laughs> <You> can... <laughs> something else but we did use keyboards. We did, we did. Then there's, you know, you know, there's some early access in there. There's uh man, like a game of game of the month? Game of the month. Every month one lucky fan will take home a game that the fans themselves vote for as a giveaway. Man. But we call it game of the month because Patreon doesn't like giveaways. So man. shh. It's a fucking giveaway. <laughs> it is. And there goes our censorship. <laughs> we were doing a very good job until you fucking did that. So well, there we my go. bad. At least, at least it's out of the way. At least I'm not Cable2KX. But yeah, thank you to everybody on Patreon. Make sure to head over to patreon.com slash GameZilla podcast where you can become a patron, help support us, and in return, get some cool perks. Grimlock. Yes. We're in Boston. We are, for a very special reason. The cream pies. Nope. Um, I think it might have something to do with the pizza that we ate. And the whoopie pies. Whoopie pies. Shout out whoopie pies. And some chowder. Some, yeah. So pocket cars, because we in Boston. <laughs> that was close. <laughs> we, we don't sound as cool as all the people here, but we're cooler than them because we came here to go to PAX East 2017 in Boston, Whew. and uh, we're here, we're two days in. Two days in, this cast is being recorded a little late, so our patron members didn't get early access this week. 
which they were aware of. Yeah. But it will hit iTunes on time. It will hit Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and all the other great places that we post our podcast. So, so we're sorry for the delay. Not our fault. We honestly just got off the subway because uh, we've been on pretty much every subway car that you could be in the city of Boston from when we landed off the plane until now. What I yeah, what he's basically saying is we've been lost for two days and we actually haven't even gotten to the convention yet. So hopefully day three we can find the convention. Yeah, because this subway system is a mess. Yeah, you know the third day um, when things are kind of winding down, you know, there's nothing really for us to purchase anymore because you know everybody that was on time kind of got their hands on it. Um, is normally the best day for all of those reasons that we just said, aka everything sold the fuck out because people buy shit fast. Man. But anyways, we're here, PAX East, for real, day two. We've been at the convention for those two days, and all I can say is this is our first PAX East, and we've we've heard the stories that it's the, the biggest, um, in the sense that everything is contained within one giant hall, and, um, you know, the stories didn't lie. This, 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 con- this convention is huge. Um, there are everybody from from all the big guys to all the indies to some crazy cosplay. Everything is one at bill. PAX East. Yep, and that is why it is one of the hottest conventions for the gaming industry currently. I mean, it's more popular than any other PAX. It's it's gotten it's built itself up to. I don't want to sit there and say compete with E three because E three is a little different. But at the same time, it's on the same level as E3, and um, we just wanted to have a short alpha show focusing on our experiences at PAX East, and really just cover the convention center, Boston, some of our favorite games and booths, cosplay, and you know uh, our favorite swag that maybe we acquired. So, PAX East, Boston Convention Center. Let's give this a little bit of a layout for our fans. The ground floor, because it's not level one, they call it the ground floor, is the expo hall. And it's the whole floor is the expo hall, and it is huge. Level one is a couple of the panel uh, theaters. Theaters, and uh, it's kind of like the, uh, the the mess hall. You know, it's where, where you, you get some food, you go to kind of, you know, relax, get away from the convention a little bit. And then level two, which is the top level, is basically more theaters and all of your little side rooms that have, like, the arcades and, you know, the rental center that you can go rent your councils and stuff like that. Now, this giant hall feels like a, I don't know, where they used to build airplanes or something or, like, submarines. It's a gigantic, just long hallway with... And every so often you have some crazy like tree-like uh, support beams because it, it is so wide open. And then there are two all-glass bridges that cross from side to side uh, in the air, which is made for a really cool vantage point to oversee the entire show. The convention itself was gorgeous. I will. Um, it, it's funny because the the building itself sticks out like a sore thumb in an older city like Boston. This is a very modern building that um, is. Uh, it fits Pax East. It 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 didn't feel. I mean, it's crowded because it's a popular show, but the show didn't feel cramped. The show. It wasn't. It wasn't the show's fault. It's just that there's 
thousands and thousands of people here. Yeah, absolutely. It's very cool, though, even getting to the building itself. You know, we were able to to walk and see the bricks from the Freedom Trail and get to see, like, kind of all those old-school buildings of Boston. And then the convention center has this giant screen out front, this big glass front to it with a giant overhang. It's just... It didn't look like it belonged in, in where we were at in Boston. Yeah, it looked like a giant alien spaceship, really. But And you can head over to MotorCityGaming.com and see a lot of these photos that we're talking about of the building, of the convention, and everything else that we're going to talk about uh, on this episode. With that being said, let's move into some of our favorite games. Some of the games that we're seeing and the, the booths that we're seeing at the convention. We'll start, uh, Jazzy, why don't you talk about... Some of the some of the ones that really stuck out to you. Um, a convention this size, obviously, my number one go to is going to be League. It's one of the conventions to South. You kind of get League. That's going to be you know kind of off in the back where you can you know what's rent League? out League League of Legends. There you you know, know. Yeah, uh, give the, the, the MOBA game. the MOBA game. It's the largest game in the world. When I it's, say League, do you mean like Overwatch League? No, I mean like uh, Counter Strike League. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Uh, Dota Two League, right? Yes. No, none of those. League of Legends. <laughs> um, this is where the show, the sh- a show this size, it really shines because it is such a large game. So we, we get to have specific places like MSI um, that are going to showcase this game. They you know, have people that come in, be it competitive players to even fans, where they put them basically up on the big screen and you can actually see anywhere from you know, semi-pro slash famous YouTube streamers of League of Legends to your person that kind of walked in off the street get to have their small amount of time on this giant screen, which is like a tournament-sized screen. So it's really cool to be able to see League in a caliber um, just under what we would have seen in the LCS championships. So you're talking like Jaws Unleashed League. Yes. Okay. Jaws Original Xbox. For sure. No, it was fun to see Lee. Big game. We got to watch a, a one-on-one tournament, and uh, and then, like you said, the MSI booth was was holding uh, full full-on games. But the uh, the fun the funny thing about League in these conventions, and it happened here at East, is that when League hits those big screens, you see a ton of people just crowd around these screens, and it almost just like shuts down the convention. So you're looking at, you know, uh, an MSI convention or an MSI booth and there's all sorts of computer stuff and, you know, people are shopping and then all of a sudden the league starts up and then there's just this mob, like hundreds or hundreds of people just start flocking to this booth and it can't support it. So it flows out into the show to the point where these enforcers at PAX are trying to keep the flow of the, of traffic moving. And it's just a giant mess of people. But I, I love it because you get in there and people are like, Oh, they over, you know, like you, you start to hear everyone's opinion and they start talking about the game. They're like, Oh, she overextended. Oh no game over. You know, like and, and people just, I, I love it. I love the energy it creates. It's a little bit of chaos, but the energy it creates is uh, is a lot of fun. Yeah, the atmosphere is real cool, and there's always the tournament stage. You get into you know the gameplay tournaments at these PAX conventions, and typically it's a game that's really popular. When we were in South a few months back, it was Overwatch, right? So you had some some big Overwatch teams playing in a tournament, 
And when we went to the convention the first day, it was Rocket League, which was really cool to see a Rocket League tournament on a big stage with an actual like audience crowd in front of it. But my favorite was today, when you went to this tournament stage, Brawlhalla. Yeah, Brawlhalla. They had a Brawlhalla tournament. <laughs> yeah, and for those of you that don't know what Brawlhalla is, it is more of an indie-style Super Smash Brothers uh, type game with a ton of cool, interesting characters, but uh, the, it's cel-shaded art, and it, again, it's it's Smash Brothers, just not Nintendo. Exactly. Anything else that uh, stuck out to you? The only other one I that kind of jumped out is a game that's called Hob. And I didn't get to actually play the game. Uh, there was a quite a big of a lineup for it, but I was able to talk to the art director... It's a, a cool kind of adventure-style game where the thing that really drew it, drew me to it is they have these little tiny things that uh, almost look like kind of Wally-ish style. So these little robots that have these like one, one lit eye, and they're called sprites. And you can go around this action-adventure game, and the sprites kind of help you through the level. So I got to uh, talk with the art director a little bit there. Um, get to see people playing the game. Unfortunately, I haven't had hands-on yet, so you know maybe it's something I'll do tomorrow. Cool. Yeah, that's uh, that's really neat. I um, I got to play a bunch of games, but some of the ones that I guess stuck out to me the most was uh, Ukulele. I, I'm super pumped for that game. So was uh, producer Ethan, who couldn't make this trip with you know make the trip with us. But Ukulele looks amazing. Uh, I'm going to be getting some hands on with that tomorrow. So, but I've I've kept kind of keeping an eye on the booth and and just watching some of the gameplay. And it really looks like it's coming along nicely. So um, that's that's going to be fun. Um, the other one I uh, enjoyed was Lawbreakers is here, which is uh, Cliffy B's new game, uh, aka the creator of Gears of War. And Lawbreakers is this crazy first-person shooter where the levels, uh, the the laws of gravity kind of can be manipulated. So it you know it looks like a normal shooter, and then something happens, and all of a sudden you're flying through the air and flipping, and the world's tipping upside down, and you're and you're still trying to kill each other while this is all happening. Looks like complete chaos, and uh, it was very enjoyable to uh, to watch some crazy gameplay going on there. The game that I'm most excited about, and I just I don't know if we'll have a chance to play it, but I, it looks fantastic. Is Dauntless, and I know that's one that's on your list too. I just don't know the the lines have been crazy, and it just it may not work out for us. But Dauntless is this four player gauntlet style, you know, third person view, like hunt like I don't adventure game you know you you co-op play you got knights and 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 vikings and things like you know different types of characters you can collect uh, or uh, play as and then you can team up and you go after these you know epic legendary creatures you know the one that we saw today was like a an owl bear like an, a giant owl mammoth bear it was really cool the art style is really neat and um i'm i'm very excited about this game i would love to get some hands on if you know the uh the line's not too ridiculous special shout out to one other booth that you didn't mention and i was hoping you were going to but i'm gonna remind you and you're gonna be like man i can't believe i forgot this booth so for any of you that own a Nintendo Switch at this point, this past Thursday... Well, I didn't do that because we have favorite booth coming up. Oh. 
<laughs> so yeah, there's a reason why I didn't bring that up. All right. <laughs> well, sorry we can't tell you about the booth and then tell you it was your favorite. Yeah. Well, I was gonna do some favorites at the end. But yeah. Well, the rules are all out the window now. My favorite booth is Master Blaster Zero. Tell me about that, Master Blaster Zero. <laughs> we'll just move it up the list real quick. Master... So what's your favorite booth? Master Blaster Zero. Oh, yeah, all right. That's an easy answer. Master Blaster Zero, which did come out for the uh, Nintendo Switch, the Nintendo 3DS, um, and I'm, not, I'm actually not sure if, it is, if it's anywhere else yet, but I know it's on those two for sure. You can pick it up on the Switch for 10 bucks. It is a prequel to the original Master Blaster on the NES, and I am, I'm obsessed with it. You could probably say that I really, really like this game. It plays just like the original Master Blaster. But um, I was super pumped to see that there was a booth. I, I didn't know they were going to be here. So I stopped at the booth. I picked up um, some some swag, which is also probably my favorite piece of uh, that I acquired throughout the show. But it was neat because these people that are working on this game... You could tell it was a, for a, it was for the love of the game, and the reason I bring this up is that when I got into the booth, they like they came right up to me. They're like, "Oh, hey, you know, um, we have it on this system, this system, this system for you to play." And I was like, "And they're like, they're like really pushing hard, like you know, like don't leave our booth, don't leave our booth." And I'm like, "Oh, I already own it. I've been <laughs> I've been playing it for six hours <laughs> on my Nintendo Switch." And they're like, "Oh my god, that's so awesome!" So it. Um, it felt really good because you could see how excited they were about their about their uh, product and their and they had some you know soundtracks and and stuff like that. So really cool. They gave out free pens of the character Jason, uh, and then they um, had posters and stuff like that. But it, it looked like it was getting a really good you know really good feedback. It, it, the the booth is always packed and people are playing the game. So I, I love seeing that. Master, and I know there's like a following. I know people like Master Blaster just like I did, but I'm super happy to see that um, it looks like it's going really well for them. And the, and the early reviews are out, and it's getting pulling eight out of tens. I'm almost done with the game. I've been playing it through this weekend, and I can tell you, I, I loved it. Um, I'm sad that it, I'm sad that I feel like I'm getting to the end. But yeah, so that's my favorite booth. What, what about you? Since we're gonna do this, what's your favorite booth? Man, the coolest looking booth that I've seen, I'm going to have to pull back an E3 from two years ago with Bethesda, really went all out. They've got this giant screen, which they're showing Prey 2 on. The trailer for it looks just as good as everything that they've shown on Prey 2 so far. And they are showing their game Quake Champions uh, as far as being able to play. And this game is just looking great. Like, you know... Anybody that's been a fan of Quake, it reminds me everything that Quake is, and I haven't had a chance to get into the booth yet, but I keep walking by like, man, I really I really want to try this. So yeah. it's another one where those lines are real long, because you know, it is Bethesda, and they've got that following now, so hoping to get my hands on some Quake champions. Yeah, from what I've seen of it so far, it... Um... You know, obviously it's built around the Doom engine that they used for for last year's Doom, but it's it's Quake style, so um, it looks fast, it looks intense, and for those people that are fans of the you know the high speed first person shooters, I think this is gonna just be another another hit for Bethesda. So um, 
that did look really cool. Uh, and then on top of that, another since you know first-person shooters and some fast pace and just fun-looking, uh, Bullet Storm looked really good as well, which is a kind of a rebirth for the for the IP. It, it was a game that came out on the Xbox 360, Bullet Storm, um, and and did it was okay. You know, it did well. It did all right. Um, I think a lot of people found out about it because they pushed a demo for it back when one of the Gears games came out. Um, but it held a cult following for a while, enough to bring, um, for them to to try another game. So, and that's been getting a lot of um, big exposure here at, at PAX East. So, but those are a lot of the big games. I also want to give a shout out to a lot of the indies, like that. You know, we talked about a couple of them with um, with the Master Blaster Zero and Hob. Um, We've gotten our hands on several other games, and we'll be we'll be setting. We have interviews set up with these um, with with these developers, publishers, uh, and creative directors. So we're excited to bring more interviews from the gaming the indie gaming community uh, in upcoming episodes here soon. So, moving on from that, let's talk about another huge piece of these conventions, and that is the fan base, and specifically the cosplay. Man, um, I I wrote in a blog earlier today that this is some of the most advanced cosplay that I have personally ever seen. And then we went to the convention for day two, <laughs> and it blew your f- initial thoughts of the cosplay out of the water because it was even better today. It, well, it was, yeah. And Saturdays always obviously are the they're the big day of the of the convention, but the cosplay. <laughs> It was like every time you just turned and, and looked, you found something new. It was unbelievable the amount of cosplay, but also the quality. And I'm talking from League of Legends to Overwatch to Journey to Star Fox walking around. And then, of course, my favorite, and we're just going to get to it, full-on armored Samus Aran. I could not believe... When I saw that, now I first saw it as I was going, saw her as I was going up an escalator, and she was being interviewed by IGN, and I'm like, okay, and so like I almost wanted to jump off the escalator, but you know, I, I was I was being told from 8bit AJ because she's the one that could see got a clear shot of it that the uh, they were being, they were interviewing her, so she was busy. Later on, you found her. And then later on, I ran into her finally, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, I froze, couldn't do anything. I think I peed myself a little bit. I'm not sure what happened. I blacked out. It's all a blur to me. I might have Metroid babies inside of me. I don't know. But nonetheless, <laughs> Victoria Miller cosplay is 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 the woman that uh, is in the suit, and she is doing Metroid all weekend, a different version of Metroid every day. But today I got to see the full armor, and I was just—it was—it was fantastic. She—if there's any contests, if she's entered any contests this weekend, she should win them. And I love her. That's it. <laughs> yeah. When I got to uh, see her, I was with Sci-Fi AJ. We strolled up, and obviously she was getting her picture taken. So, you know, she she allowed us to step in, um, get a good centered shot for for getting her picture taken, and we were able to um, be right next to her handler. So, you know, she she's good enough of a cosplayer that she has a handler that's supposed to, you know, like, fix armor if it's not feeling right or 
keep them hydrated, keep them fed, keep them the hair out of their eyes, you know. So we were able to – I don't remember her name. I'm sorry. I've met so many people today. But um, we were able to sit and talk to her a little bit, got a little bit of background um, about the Samus full armor cosplay itself, how long it took, you know, where, where they've been with the cosplay itself. So just a little bit about the cosplay and super cool you could kind of tell and i'm kind of bummed that um the cosplayer herself was trying to like inch over because she's like man i kind of want to take a break i just want to go over you know to my handler and maybe you know maybe talk i was hoping she'd come talk to us because you know she kept trying to inch over there but every time she'd kind of you know get get close she would uh you know, get pulled away for another photo. So a little bummed that I didn't actually get to talk to her herself, but we did get to spend some time with her handler and really get to know, like, the amount of depth and time and passion. Yeah, absolutely. So she was, so that was, you know, that was, that was one of my favorites. What was your favorite? Uh, I'd have to go with the league. We had a league cosplay meetup today. There was tons of league. I could pick probably five or six of them, but my favorite being that I play Morgana as my main in the game, there was a very, very well done Morgana cosplay that um, was kind of partnered with a Kale cosplay that were probably two of the best league cosplays I've seen. Yeah, they looked fantastic all the way down to you know the the contacts and and the the wings were phenomenal. Um, just a lot of work put in, a lot of work and time. Uh, another one of my one of the ones that stick out to me. Uh, my favorite skins uh, of League of Legends is the Project skins, which are robotic. You know, they're they're cybernetic and humanoids, but they've been cybernetically enhanced. And um, there was a Project Yi, Master Yi, and I saw it from like a ways away. And I ran it, I ran him down, and he was walking with a DJ Sona, who was also also looked really really well done. But the Yi was. It looked robotic. It looked like yes. it didn't look like there were pieces just like a foam attached to a human. This thing, he looked robotic, and his mask had um, uh, smoked glass in the front with LEDs behind it, just enough that they would beam through. And it was so cool. We got to talk to, we got to talk with them, and um, we're, we're actually going to be setting up an interview um, with with those with those cosplayers. But um, I did ask him the important question. I said, wow, your cosplay looks fantastic. I have to ask, how much time do you have in, invested into this? And uh, his response was 10 months just into the Yi project, just into the Yi uh, cosplay. Yeah. The best part about that cosplay for me is not only did it do a good job of the molding and the shaping of all of the armor and the robotic like legs and shoulder pieces and, and arms – but he took a, a great chunk of time to airbrush everything to look like it was not only metallic, but worn metallic. Yeah. Like, it had scrapes and gouges in it, and you could tell it looked like he was in battle. Yeah, and, you know, the other thing that I really was impressed was the, the functionality of the cosplay. If he wanted to run, he could run in that. Like, it, it was it was impressive to see how much motion he had with how much armor was on him you know and that that made it really cool because you're looking at master Yi, you're looking at a cybernetic samurai and for him to be able to fluidly move it it made the character it made you believe more in the character so very well done cosplay um 
on all levels from you know we we saw we saw Mario's we saw we we've seen everything Half Life Two Portal um, Borderlands you name it it's here but those are just some of the big ones that stuck out because we had the Overwatch cosplay meetup we had the League of Legends cosplay meetup they were both huge because they're two very popular games right now and have a huge following in the cosplay community yeah a diva did we see any divas. We saw I um, we saw about uh, 432 divas, and the one that I will give credit to was the eight-year-old that was running around inside of a mech, as yes. in a giant. It was all cardboard-based, but it looked awesome, and uh, it it was it was it was really well done. And and so she, so she gets the the winning diva outfit um, because we do pick on divas a little bit here. They are the you know, we from like the Comic Con world, we call the divas the Harley Quinns, right? Eight yeah. uh, bit AJ's really deemed that the the Harley the Harley Quinn of the gaming world is diva, and you get, I mean it's true because it's easy, right? It's a, it's a, it's a pretty easy costume. You still need to learn the character. You still need to you know, but in the end, if you're just gonna do a diva out of her mech, there's not a ton of work to do that. So. Um, Shout out Mini Diva, though. I remember we were in one of the Glass Skywalks, and I'm like, guys, a Mini Diva. And you're like, Mini Diva, what are you talking about? And then I pointed her out, and here's this little 8-year-old in a full-on, like, all-pink Diva uh, cardboard mech that looks like she made. And um, she's just strolling through. It was adorable. Let's just be let's be honest. Yeah, no, it was great. But later, later on when we had split up, we had um, 8-Bit AJ and I went back to... Um, the the Blizzard uh, booth, and there was she was there, and uh, another little boy who decided to try to build out himself as Bastion. Um, they were posing, like oh, nice. like in a battle, and uh, so that was that was really cool. And uh, they both looked great. You know, I, I I'm impressed with what some of these kids are able to do. You know, with just simple cardboard boxes. Um, you know, that don't have the access to all this crazy high tech foam and LED lights and all that crazy you know, all the other stuff that yeah. they're that they're working they're on. They're not so. molding and airbrushing and, you know Yeah. Sculpting. So anyways, cosplay is um is top notch here this year at PAX East. We uh posted a bunch on, on my blog I have some cosplay and we'll be uploading our day two um with a blog from Jazzy and then I will also be putting up a, an updated blog. So keep going to MotorCityGaming.com, check out the blog, and you will see a lot of posts here from from East. And that is where you'll be able to take a look at all of the photos. Uh, we did a bunch of video too of the um, the meetups and some of the I don't know what would you say probably eight nine foot tall Reinhardt. Oh uh, yeah, what about that? <laughs> yeah, we're not going to tell you much more. Let's just say it was one of the most impressive cosplays I've ever seen in person, and uh, we got photos and video of the Reinhardt. So again, MotorCityGaming.com. Go to the blog, and uh, you'll be able to stay up on everything that's going on at East here with us. But we already talked about our favorite booths. We've already talked about our favorite cosplay. But what we haven't really covered is something that people always wonder about conventions, and that is the swag, the 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 apparel, the the retro games. Like, what what is it that you have found here this weekend 
that is special to this show and special to you? Man, shout out Jinx Apparel. Every PAX I stop by their booth, I just have a really good, you know, I really like their apparel line. Everything looks, feels comfortable, and they normally have some League stuff thrown in there, which is which is my gig. I like League of Legends. So this time, went by the Jinx booth, stopped in, and I immediately saw this Echo Fox hat. And I'm like, man, Echo Fox, you don't really... You get your mix of all of your LCS or your championship league teams, you know, around different booths. You can always go to their sites to get their stuff, but it's really rare to see like some of these other teams that aren't the big three or big four teams that are always at the top of the charts um, with their apparel and stuff like that throughout conventions like this. So when I was able to stop off at the Jinx Apparel booth and see that Echo Fox hat, I was like, man, it's you know, it's a newer looking team. I really like the look of the hat. It's got a cool, you know, fox emblem on the top. So I had to pick the Echo Fox hat up. And you've been wearing it all weekend. Yep. So yeah, that that was a really cool hat. You you picked it up and I'm tired of us buying the same thing like we always do, so I let you have that one and I was like, Well, I'm gonna wait. Because I already have the same CLG hoodie. I already have <laughs> so I'm just like, all right, he can have this one. I'm not gonna buy the Echo Fox hat, but it is. It is a sweet hat. We have um Sci-Fi AJ with us on this trip, and he was able to grab a Team Liquid hat from that same Jinx booth that is a, it's a gorgeous hat. It's sweet. Um I really like the, the design of that hat. Even more so than the Echo Fox hat. So yeah, what they did a lot more with like the brim of the hat and the back has hashtag T L win, which if anybody's ever watched an LCS match, that's you can tweet in which right. team you wants to win each match. So it was cool that they have that little shout out to, you know, their yeah. LCS team on the back. I think it's cool because it shows that uh, you know, Meta, which is um uh, another apparel one of the major apparel companies of gaming, is not the only people on the street you know, on the street doing this stuff for the teams. So we're looking at uh Maybe Jinx kind of stepping on Meta's toes here a bit and saying, "Hey, we got Echo Fox, we got Team Liquid, and look at their jerseys and look at their, you know, their apparel. You know, maybe they'll grab a few more teams." But yeah, hopefully. Yeah, so I mean, so that, that was some of the stuff that you got. I mentioned my um, my Master Blaster Zero shirt, uh, or sorry, the, the I got something from the booth, and it was a shirt that is. It looks like an original NES cartridge style um on the shirt so i was a a big fan of that i picked that up um i also got my clg um hat you know so so sci-fi aj gets team liquid jazzy gets echo fox and then they started talking to me like well you got to get one and then that way we can take a group photo so i was like all right well i already got my jersey on i already have my hoodie with me i'll stop at the uh, clg booth and get my hat so I stop by, get my hat, put it on, and A, it's one of the most comfortable hats I've picked up in a long time, so I'm super pumped. We get it, we get, we took some photos and uh, you know had a had a good time. You can you can take a look at a lot of those on our Instagram, uh, Motor City Gaming, and again we'll post everything on the website as well. So anything that you want to take a look at, MotorCityGaming.com. Besides that. Um, I have something I really want to buy, but I haven't yet. 
and we got one more day, and I, I really have to decide if this is a smart move for me or if it could lead me down a road that is very dangerous. And that is simply this. At a booth called I Am 8-Bit, they sell vinyl records of video games. <laughs> and they have a beautiful vinyl record of Ori and the Blind Forest. Man. It's gorgeous. Apit AJ and I were looking at it. We we took it out of the sleeve, opened up. The artwork's amazing. The vinyl itself is see-through red with artwork on it, and I'm just like, I was like, yeah. She's like, do you even, do you even have a record player? I was like, not yet. But if I buy this, I will. <laughs> and then you know what's gonna happen. I'm gonna start buying records and collecting records. And guess what? I don't need to do that. I already collect way too much, and so I'm kind of like. Man, I really want it, but maybe I shouldn't. So that's still up in the air, but it is beautiful. Because I, inst- you know what I did? I instantly, I instantly thought of this. I go, well, if I buy this, I have to go to the shovel knight booth and buy, buy the, the buy the shovel knight vinyl. Yeah. I have to do it. Oh boy! And then before you know it, I'll you know be on the corner hooking for for vinyl records. Yeah. But those are some of the some of the booths. Uh, I, I, we picked up a bunch of stuff and a bunch of fr- you know freebie handouts from all these booths too. So we'll be bringing back a lot of that and some of the extra stuff we'll probably uh, throw in um, to our patron fans. You know, um, giving them giving them a little bit of love from the convention. So, <sighs> but uh, we're not going to keep you long. This is going to be a short show, about uh, 35, 40 minutes. But the um, we, we really just wanted to reach out to you, let you know we're having a really good time at PAX East. We're going to be bringing back some good content, both on the photo and video side. We'll talk a little bit more about East in our normal GameZilla podcast, which airs every Tuesday. And, um, you know, we're just we're excited to be here. We're excited. South was a great time. PAX South was a great time. East has been awesome. And, you know, next up on the board is E3. We'll be uh, we'll be heading to Los Angeles before you know it. Good old LA. But uh, I guess let's just close this episode out with uh, what are you most excited about for the last day of PAX? What is something that you can't that you're hoping you get to do or that you plan on doing? Man, if I had to pick one thing that I really hope that I get to do, it'd be play Dauntless. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we'll see. That line's always been huge. Um, what I am excited for, for sure, that I will get to do is the same thing that I was excited for on the first two days and got to do. And we have our fan sci-fi AJ along for the ride. It's super fun to get a fan into a convention, his first major gaming convention, getting to show him around. Hey, what do you want to do? Kind of let him, you know, take the reins and, and really get a good feel for what a gaming convention is and kind of, you know, help him out along the way. So... Hey, he's doing a lot of like, what's that cosplay? What's this cosplay? What about that game? Could we go here? You know, and it's you know, kind of helping him around the convention and and answering those questions they have, and you know, seeing that he's having an enjoyable time. Yeah, it's fun to have him along because when he explains his experience at the show, you know, one of the first times that I asked him that question at this weekend, his response like reminded me of what it was like when we were in Seattle in 2015 walking into a room and just losing our minds and so it's fun to be able to share that with people 
um you know we still get it we're giant kids every time we go in we get excited but it's not the same it's not that first you know shock and awe like moment and so when he explained that to me i just had a big grin like yeah i know exactly what you mean that's <laughs> yeah. that's awesome so um yeah super excited to have him along ape it aj is you know joined us on pack south and and, pa- and and here at pax east and she's been awesome she 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 handles a ton of the the camera work while we're sitting there trying to you know um, explain and show everybody everything that's going on at these conventions she is awesome so we want to thank both of them for being along with us and with that we're going to remind you that the gamezilla alpha podcast comes out every sunday on itunes stitcher TuneIn radio overcast google play and of course motorcitygaming.com with that, we want to thank our patrons. As always, if it wasn't for you, this show wouldn't exist. So thank you, and if you're not a patron and you're interested, head on over to patreon.com slash Podcast and become a patron and help us continue to grow this great brand. Well, I think it's time to get back to the show. I think it's time to get back to Master Blaster Zero. <laughs> but until next time, game, game on! on.